Listener's discretion is advised. parties who are listening here tonight on this Saturday edition of Random Stuff. And not only that, it is the second of the three episodes, season four premiere. Yes, day two, baby, just like how we did in the Camp Francis, which by the way, I went to that uh, first string. I mean, did I say string? Oh my God, I'm acting like Donald Trump all of a sudden. Anyways. My first Yattle Spring Retreat took place on uh, March 3rd to March 5th, which basically took uh, a, a toll in my uh, faith. And then that is where I will stop there. But let us really begin with the recap, the short recap of Joe Biden's uh, State of the Union last month during Super Bowl week. Yes, I said it correctly, and you heard it correctly also. It it was Super Bowl week during the conclusion of the National Football League's 2022 season in which the host of The Late Show on CBS and Jimmy Kimmel took the week off. As for Jimmy Fallon, well, apparently he has no days off. But uh, here's a short recap of what happened during the 2023 State of the Union address from the current president, Joe Biden. So here's Fallon for this uh, very short recap. Well, guys, uh, earlier tonight, President Biden delivered the State of the Union address. Of course, Democrats spent most of the night clapping for Biden. Uh, It wasn't for anything he said. They were just trying to keep him awake. They were like, hey, hey. It was a tough night for uh, all of Biden's staffers watching from the White House, because every time people clapped, the lights went on and off. <laughs> uh, it's the same thing every year. One side stands and claps, the other side sits still, not having any fun. It reminds me of my cousin's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I give it six months! Right. Now, Biden also talked about his achievements. He said, we passed an infrastructure bill, we reduced inflation, and we finally convinced Tom Brady to retire. So I think it's a great year. In his speech, Biden called for bipartisanship and unity. He was like, as Democrats and Republicans, we have one common goal, to mishandle classified documents. (laughs) There was wall-to-wall coverage of the State of the Union on all the major networks like NBC, ABC, and CBS. Meanwhile, Netflix is like, ka-ching. I read that Biden's approval rating currently stands at 42%, just above the 41% he had at last year's State of the Union. That's tough. It's like uh, eating kale for an entire year, then realizing you only lost one pound. And you go, this is for a whole year. 
Uh, at the State of the Union, Biden was excited to talk about all of his accomplishments. I think he even wanted to mess with China a little bit. Take a look at his entrance tonight. Mr. Speaker, the President of the United States. All I do is win, win, win. Ever since that uh, State of the Union speech from President Biden, things got turned for the worst as he had to deal with a lot more problems recently, but I don't know what the problems are. We'll just uh, probably do some soul searching. But until then, let's throw it back to the year 2022 when the National Association for Stock car auto racing and the city of Chicago announced the first ever street course racing in NASCAR history. Yes, last year in 2022, it was announced that for the 2023 season, which is also the 75th season of NASCAR, to, well, have a street course race here, but not just for the Cup Series, but also for the Xfinity Series. Here is the reporting from. Tara Molina from the CBS affiliate in Chicago called CBS2. Here is the reporting from Tara Molina. Race cars hitting the streets of Chicago for the first time Tuesday. NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace taking off in his. Just a little preview of the sights and sounds now set for the city next summer. Uh, and I think it's going to be one of the most iconic race courses maybe ever. And, and introduce um, a whole new fan base mm -hmm. to what NASCAR is about in the city of Chicago, we couldn't pass up uh, that opportunity. Chicago hosting what's being called a first-of-its-kind NASCAR street course race downtown, the first-ever NASCAR Cup Series race planned for July 2nd, 2023, with Mayor Lori Lightfoot joined by NASCAR leaders and driver Bubba Wallace. This is, this is big, I think. Um, you look at uh, how representation matters a lot to these young kids and the youth coming up in sports and, and uh, bringing a race here to the, the downtown, downtown streets of Chicago is, uh, is really cool and they'll get to experience that firsthand. Here's a look at the planned course, starting at Columbus and Balbo near Buckingham Fountain, making its way south around Grant Park and then back up north to Jackson, ending back down Columbus. The Windy City 110, ready to get the green flag. Pretty similar to the virtual track we first saw last summer when NASCAR and iRacing held a televised race through the city over Lakeshore Drive, Michigan Avenue, and near Grant Park. And while the mayor detailed excitement already building here for the race and the tourism boost it will bring with it, we know some aren't on board yet. As the city struggles to crack down on amateur street racing, actively working on ordinances targeting stunt driving, some aldermen say it's ironic Chicago is welcoming professional drivers with open arms. Downtown Alderman Brendan Riley spoke to that this morning, also sharing he and other aldermen with wards affected by the NASCAR decision and necessary closures were not part of the planning process. We want to make sure it's a good deal for the city and it doesn't uh, overly burden the central business district and inconvenience commuters, businesses and, and local residents. And that was Tara Molina reporting. And of course, the NASCAR street course racing at Chicago will debut on the uh, 4th of July weekend, July 1, which will be the Xfinity Series race, aka the Canada Day. And July 2nd will be the Cup Series race. 
as part of the 75th anniversary of NASCAR. Now, speaking of racing, Brad Keselowski signed a deal to become a full-time driver in the Superstar Racing Experience. Yes, the 2023 SRX season is just coming near, but this time it's going to take place late July or mid or late to late July up until August. They're still going to do six races. And here's how Brad Keselowski felt when he got to do some fitting, the seat fitting for uh, the uh, SRX cars. Brad Keselowski here, my first time at the SRX facilities. Checking out the race cars, make sure I fit. Uh, this is gonna be fun. I've never done anything like this before. Get to race against some of the best race car drivers in the country and some of the coolest short track venues in the United States. And now I've got a chance to figure out what's gonna take to win. So I'll keep those secrets to myself, but look forward to seeing you at the races or on TV. Yes, we cannot wait to see you and the rest of the drivers who are competing in XRX, the Superstar Racing Experience for the 2023 season. Some will be running full-time, including the defending SRX champion Marco Andretti. Yes, he'll be running full-time once again, but who knows what is going to happen. We're going to might see once again some local track stars yes the local heroes of the short track racing asphalt or dirt gonna try and spoil the party for some of the famous people and that includes the 2021 the inaugural srx champion tony stewart now we gotta keep it going we gotta get a move on because after this brief ad we're gonna get to the quarantine while segment Days before the 95th Annual Academy Awards, where the host of The Late Show on CBS got a sit-down with two iconic people in the Hollywood industry, Steven Spielberg and the legendary John Williams. Once more, well, you gotta stay tuned after this brief ad, so uh, don't go anywhere, folks. First dates, am I right? I was actually excited about this one, so of course, I got my period today. I want a period option that's convenient and discreet, so I don't have to worry about leaks, odors, or anything. When I'm at work, I don't have time to run back and forth to the bathroom. I want to be able to forget all about it. Now you can, with Pink's Period Underwear, the super absorbent period panties that can hold up to 12 hours of you-know-what. You'll be covered all day long, no matter what. And the only person who has to know you're on your period is you. Now my period is my little secret. <laughs> oh, a dog! Oh, look at that. Finally, an underwear that's as natural as you. That kind of hurts. Pink's period underwear is made of all organic materials and is way more eco-friendly than tampons. I love not having to bring a bag of supplies wherever I go. I love not having to think about it. Now, I get to do me, and Pink's does the rest. <laughs> 
Wow. Dogs really love you. I, uh, I have a cheeseburger in my pocket. What? Everyone is different. Pink says options for every level of absorbency. Light, regular, super, tremendous, and biblical. They're just a great pair of underwear. They can hold everything. I love stinks. Sorry, pinks. So no more hiding, no more plastic, and no more stress. You should feel beautiful, human, attractive. Now you can walk proud. Have your period the way nature intended, with pinks. What do you want to do for dinner? I can't hear you. This is the best idea we got. folks now let's keep this uh, second episode of this three-day season four premiere weekend going with this uh well the one of the longest segments i've ever had this is the quarantine version of meanwhile called quarantine while quarantine while the host of the late show on CBS got a sit down with uh, Steven Spielberg and John Williams just days before the 95th Annual Academy Awards on ABC Network on March 12th. Now, a few days ago, here was actually. I'm going to trace back. The host of the late show on CBS on uh, Thursday told the people that it is a very lengthy interview and the late show guy decided to just show the best bits and pieces of the rest of the interview. And so here was, well, the interview between the hosts of the late show on CBS and two iconic legends, Steven Spielberg and the probably one of the modern-day goat of composing music, John Williams. Enjoy. John Williams, thanks for sitting down with us. Great pleasure. Is there a fam favorite score for Steven Spielberg that you've done? Probably E.T. Hmm. in totality. I mean, there are other, other aspects and sections of other things that I... Is there a reason why that one has a special place in your heart? I think structurally, what happened, the development of the musical structure with the story, I think would be, would be my answer to you. We remember the film when the bicycles take off. And, yes. But prior to that, the bicycles, you will hear two or three notes of the theme. And that's all. And the next time you may hear three or four notes. And it's beginning to form in your memory as we're going along with the thing. Mm -hmm. And as the bicycles take off, you hear all 12 of the notes, and the melody is realized and finished.
I like to believe that the audience has a sense of completion and, and something has been made orally uh, that, that has created and aimed at that very moment. And also, it's great showmanship. <laughs> to build it that way it <laughs> is? To build it that way. And I've always said, I can get an audience to the brink of crying, mm -hmm. but Johnny's music makes the tears fall. He takes it the rest of the way. Without being sentimental, by the way. <laughs> yeah. without, without being, without being um, maudlin or mawkish. Well, we, we hope so. Yep. We hope so, we hope yeah. So. Let's go away from that emotion to a different one. You said in E.T., a note here, two notes there. Let's talk about the two most famous notes you've ever played. <laughs> Let's talk about the Jaws soundtrack. <laughs> okay. So why just those two notes in Jaws? Was the budget that tight? You couldn't afford a third <laughs> well, note? I thought it was a joke when Johnny played that for me on the piano at his house. Talk me through that moment. So, Well, he called me up and he said, I've got the theme for Jaws. Come over and listen to it on the piano. And I came running over to Johnny's house. And Johnny sat down on the piano. And Johnny was really excited to preview this for me. And he takes a couple of fingers, not all 10, just a couple. He didn't need all 10. And he goes, da-da-da. I started laughing. I started laughing. I knew Johnny had a sense of humor, but he'd never teased me before. I thought, oh, this is a new side of Johnny. We've only done one movie together before that, which was Sugarland Express. Now, now he's he's looser and kind of we're, we're buddies now, and now he can tease me and then say, no, 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 here's the real music. And that no, Johnny said, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. So what did you this take of it. his reaction? <laughs> well, he did say, you can't be serious. And I said, I think, we'll see, we'll try it. With the cellos and basses of the orchestra, oh. even one note, mm -hmm. G, um, you know, and so forth. So what was the inspiration there for you? Because it's, you know, it's bold to do less. Well, I, it's it, 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 certainly a challenge. A challenge yeah. like that, he gives me these films, and it's terrifying. What are you going to do with it? We've been talking about right. the value of anxiety. Yeah, okay. right. What's the value well, of anxiety for you? It, it does a lot. First of all, it, it gives you a trigger a little, like a before, before a performance, you know this, a certain right. adrenaline that, you, right. that is going to you're sharpen nervous, up all you're not of these trying. things. Right. So our performance levels will go probably, hopefully, up before a concert or whatever film recording. But I, I was thinking, what could, what could be the simplest possible thing? It has to be low, because the shark is very deep. Mm -hmm. It has to be something that, when it's approaching you, it is completely unstoppable. There isn't a force on Earth that's going to stop a shark in his attack from you. And I thought to myself, it's mindless. But someone who knows, knows that world will say the shark is a very intelligent creature, and it's not at all mindless. But another big issue with us was that if you play this very softly and slowly, it's, it, you, you advertise or you advance the, the, the thought that the shark is there just by hearing the music. There's no shark nearby. But if it speeds up and comes closer to you and gets louder and louder, the same two notes. You've got an actor that you can't see and a threat that you, by some primordial instinct, uh, you're threatened by, as we should be, by a great predator. And the shark wasn't working anyway, so I didn't have a shark. The shark was always nearby. It was in the shark shed getting fixed. And so all I could do was go off and figure out, I gotta make my movie now, now without a shark. So I did. I shot a lot of scenes where there was supposed to be a shark in the script. There was a shark, yes. but there was no shark in the scene. So I just started making stuff up, 
like like a pier getting pulled out by the shark that you don't see, and the pier turns around, so the pier so becomes the shark. that was all because you, you wanted to work. use the shark for that, but you just couldn't get him? Yeah, the shark was scheduled, uh, but the shark didn't make its, 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 its uh, call time because it was getting fixed all the time. But Johnny sort of saved the movie because he became the shark, and the music substituted for the absent shark which made it a hell of a lot scarier and more suspenseful than had I had the shark working perfectly. What are those two notes, by the way? Well, in, in originally E and F, E, F, E, F, E, F, E, F, D, E, E, F, E, F, D, E, the three notes really. I'm terrified just hearing the name <laughs> <laughs> We need a piano. That's good. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yes, sir. Five notes that are crucial to communicating <laughs> right. with the aliens. Mm -hmm. Bum, 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 ba, ba. That's Very it, good. right? Okay. Very good. That's good. Why those five notes? Oh my God, what a question. <laughs> well, I have pages of, of, uh, of attempts. Right. And Stephen and I kept coming back to this one that we circled. Why those notes? Ba, be, bum, dee, da, dum. That's a finish. Dee, da, dum. It's over. That's a resol resolution. Da, da, da. Mi, re, do. Now we go do, sol. Sol is like the word and or but. It's a conjunction. So you have an ending and a starting. Dee, 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 dum, bum. Yeah, you got to do it again. That's a continuing story. Yes, it is. I mean, that is, a, that is an after-the-fact rationalization. Or, <laughs> but that's what it feels like. <laughs> or, yeah. or that's what it feels like. I mean, how, the Desiree in the Latin tradition, I don't think I can sing it, uh, it's one of those things that seems to belong to civilization. But I think if you, if you end a sentence and start something else with a short conjunction of one or two notes, it will draw you in rather than da, da, dum, dum, we can sit down, dum, it's over. That's fine, that's an ending. Mm -hmm. It's also a conversation. The, I conceived in the script that, that, the, that, that music is how they first make each other's acquaintances through music. that came from probably my father mm. who was a, like a math genius my mom was a musical genius my dad was a math genius I was about to say I yeah. read that you would imagine that math would be the language and music is math in that sense and I wanted that to be because I didn't want them putting complicated equations up on blackboards for each other so I thought music would be the the, the, the quickest way to the heart of the audience to get them to understand this sort of first contact between an extraordinary extraterrestrial civilization, advanced civilization, and we here on Earth. People were under the impression that The Fablemans would be your last score and that you'd be retiring. But now I understand that that's not necessarily the case. Is that man to blame right there? Is he roping you back in? I know, he would be, certainly to blame. I think I must have put my foot in my mouth somewhere, having said that. Uh, Stephen is a man, no, uh, he's a lot of things, but you can't, he's a man you can't say no to, uh, that's for certain. And I, I wanted to say at the beginning that we've been together 50 years, which in any kind of measure, a cosmic measure or a spiritual measure, it's a very, very short time. Earth time, Earth time is a long time. time. Yes, yes. I want to think of it as a new good start, that we, we, we can go from here for another 50 years. <laughs>
Well, I gotta say, that was a great sit-down interview between the host of The Late Show on CBS and the two iconic legends, Steven Spielberg and John Williams. Unfortunately, during the Oscar night, the oh, 95th annual Oscars, John Williams lost again, but this time to the composer Walker Bertelman, who composed a Netflix film. Yes, I said a Netflix film called All Quiet at the Western Front. That category was the best original score. Yeah. And the, speaking of Oscars, the 95th annual Oscars was dominated by the movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once. You want to know why? Check the results. The results speaks for itself. Now, after this brave ad, we're going to listen to some Luis Miguel. Yes, you heard me correctly. Luis Miguel, the international superstar. Stay tuned, folks, on the second day of the three-episode season four premiere of Random Stuff. Celebrate the second anniversary of the insurrection with a gift any red-blooded seditionist would treasure. It's amazing. January 6th cargo shorts. <laughs> Be the trader of your dreams in these high-quality shorts that'll have your 8chan message board screaming, You look proud, boy. There's a pocket for your face paint, a pocket for your raccoon pelt, another for your overdue alimony payment, one to store your stepmom's phone number when you need to post bail, and a pocket for a noose that'll have Mike Pence running for a Waffle House. Act now and we'll fill one of those pockets with a 2000 Papa Roach CD. Every pair of January 6 cargo shorts are lovingly assembled in a Chinese sweatshop. But we put a big Made in the USA patch right on the ass. Do your next insurrection in style. In the roomiest shorts, this side of the Capitol Police Line. Available in XL, XXL, XXXL, and Daddy Donald. January 6th Cargo Shorts. Call now. And we back on this uh, second day of this three-episode Season 4 premiere of Random Stuff. Now we get to listen to some Spanish music. Yes, I said Spanish music, but it's not just what you think. Oh, no, 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 no. I meant to say it's not what you think, because this one is a cover of a song that is from a different language. And by mean that, I mean someone covered a song by the Jacksons. And you know who did that? Well, there's a guy named Luis Miguel, an international superstar. Now, here it is with his version of Blame It on the Boogie called Será Que No Me Amas, live in his uh, 1996 concert in Chile. Here's the international superstar, Luis Miguel. Thank you. 
that was the legendary, iconic, international superstar Luis Miguel with his uh, version of Blame It on the Boogie called Sera Que No Me Amas in, uh, on, on his uh, 1996 Chile concert. And you can find it on YouTube, obviously. But after this brief ad, we're going to wrap up this second episode of this three-day season four premiere weekend so stay tuned folks this episode of random stuff is not paid for by the following uh in my old office in a shoebox by the golf course in a birthday card from mama uh in my butt uh up his butt where are your classified documents keep all your documents organized and safe turn them into kitty litter Happy birthday, Betsy Ross. The Presidential Trapper Keeper, only from Mead. Available at Walgreens. A simple trapper keeper could solve all of these problems. And by... Are you worried about tap water turning you gay? Then try man water. Man water! The first bottled water that's filtered through beef jerky and then exposed to straight porn. This water has never cried. Or watched Thelma and Louise. Man water! It was also raised by a cold, distant father that never said, I love you. Man water. What are you waiting for, man? Folks, that is it for this uh, second of this uh, three-day season four premiere week end edition of Random Stuff. Be sure to tune in tomorrow's on this Sunday edition of Random Stuff to wrap up this uh, three-day episode premiere of season four. So rest well and good night, and I'll see you soon. And by mean soon, I mean tomorrow.